Welcome to Courage in Action. We are a sisterhood of women empowering women to be everything we are meant to be. I'm your host, Naluka Kotagata, and it is my privilege to join your life journey as we connect with some extraordinary, triumphant, and beautifully imperfect women through this podcast. Together, we hope to inspire you to take action towards your life goals, one courageous step at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Courage in Action. As we all know, life is messy. And sometimes the challenges we face are overwhelming. We are joined today by Shirley Gadot. The words that come to mind as I try to describe her are survivor and thriver. Shirley has graciously joined us to share her story of triumph over adversity and to tell us a bit about how she transformed herself into a life coach dedicated to helping people become more self-aware and powerful in their own lives. I'm so excited to have you with us today, Shirley. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Naluka. I'm so happy to be here. Amazing. Um, You've lived a very full and perhaps sometimes tumultuous uh, life. And like I said, you are a thriving woman. Um, Can you tell us a bit about your journey and perhaps some of the lessons that you learned along the way? Oh, wow. There's so many. (laughs) We'll just, we'll just dive right in. <laughs> There's so many. Um, well, where do I start? Um, I'm not originally from uh, Toronto or Ontario, so I come from the East Coast to Newfoundland. Uh, oh. And uh, I come from a very large family. Uh, and um, I, I came to Toronto when I was like 17. And when I really look at, you know, when I look back on that time, I was really running away. Um, I mean, I was just about to say 17, that's a big move for a 17 year old. It is, it Mm -hmm. is. But I was, you know, I'd grown up in a tumultuous household, uh, very dysfunctional, um, lots of, um, you know, there was violence and, um, and I just was at that stage in my life that I just needed to get away. So I happened to have gone, I went to school with a girl that had come up here the previous year. Okay. And we decided, you know, I'm coming to Toronto to be with you. And she found me a job within a few days. Um, what an amazing friend. That's really I know, I know. Well, it was at the company that she worked in. Um, so I was very grateful for that. Um, and then from there, um, you know, it's like, you know, you come to this big city and I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm, you know, I've got the world by the tail and I'm going to just, you know, be this big whirlwind. Conquering the world. Yeah, exactly. And really, <laughs> I, knew, I knew nothing. I knew nothing. <laughs> um, and then it was, you know, from there that I, you know, ended up in my first uh, abusive relationship. Oh. Uh, and uh, I had a few more after that. I married um, and was married for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a child um, in that marriage that, that lived. I did have three pregnancies and, um, you know, they just didn't work out. Um, and then at 20 years into the marriage, I knew that I needed to get out. Um, and, um, so from there, um, I was, you know, went out on my own and it was scary. Uh, 
My son was 18 and we, um, you know, it was, you know, starting over. I think it took me a whole year before, more than a year before I even considered dating again. Um, and then I ended up dating someone that was very similar to my ex-husband. So I obviously didn't learn my lessons right away. It took a long time. Um, we all learn life lessons in our own, on our own exactly, timeline. Exactly, right? exactly. And so, um, you know, and towards the end of my marriage, I think my wake up call in my marriage was when I, um, you know, discovered that I had breast cancer. Uh, and I recognized that the breast cancer was a result of stress that I had been living under for 20 years. Uh, wow. And, um, and it was just time, that was my wake up call. So it was time to leave. Uh, and I spent a lot of time on my own actually after that. So I love I it. That, 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 Good that for brief, you. I had that brief encounter with, um, you know, with someone else for about a year off and on. But for the most part, I did spend a lot of time on my own. Um, I didn't really, although I didn't have the finances, I mean, coming from the marriage that I was in, there was never any money. So it was always, you know, it, it took, and there was nothing to, you know, we had lost everything in a business prior to that. Uh, and so it was really, you know, I'm starting out from scratch. I really had no money, uh, very little. Uh, and so, you know, trying to build a new life, uh, so it's not like I had a house to sell and, you know, like some people do and, yeah. and you're able to set yourself up again. So it, it took a long, long time. And, and because of that, it took me a long time, I think, to um, find, I think I always thought that I needed to have some resources in order to do some work with myself. And... I do I mean I do realize that there's a lot more out there for individuals that don't have the resources to to you know there's lots of different programming but I don't think it was available back then you know we're talking yeah, 20, we're talking 20 years ago mm-hmm. so at some point in my life I discovered I met I met uh, some friends and one of them was Cindy and oh. <laughs> uh, um, I started work and I started working with you know, courage and action. Uh, and she was, you know, put together this group of women and we were going to just make all kinds of changes in the world. And that's when I, you know, started to spend time around these women and I liked who they were. And I thought to myself, I want whatever they have and how did they get that? It's so like I, your, your tribe or something. I, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So once I had discovered that, um, you know, I, I enrolled in Landmark and I did, I did Landmark for, oh my gosh, a long time, probably four or five years. I did, I did every, every program they had except for one. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And then after that, it was, you know, once I'd finished the courses, then I spent time, uh, you know, participating in the programs and, you know, as a volunteer. And of course, you know, I also, you know, acquired some things from that as well. Um, And then at some point I, I felt that I guess I was ready for love and I met a man and, um, 
only just to discover um, I still hadn't worked. Um, well, it's not that I hadn't had done enough work on myself. I met a man that was very manipulative and very crafty. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yes. So I didn't know um, that he wasn't who he said he was until we started living together. So we got engaged. We moved in together. Um, and when I look can't back... Hide, I, can't you know, hide I, things I, when you live together. Well... You can't, but not as easily, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I mean, when you live with somebody, yes, you really start to see them for who they are. Yeah. And so within the first six months, I was in therapy. And I'm thinking, and it's excellent okay, that you went into I, therapy, though, right? And I know, but the fact yeah. that I'm in therapy within six months. It's not a good <laughs> sign about the relationship, but thank God you went to therapy. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there I was, you know, in therapy, and um, we lived together for two and a half years, and, and um, I really didn't have any. You know, I just knew that this didn't feel right. It wasn't, it, it wasn't good. Um, and, you know, we ended the relationship. Uh, I, I ended it. I think he, he wanted to play some more games, but I thought I'm done. Good for you. And when I, when I left, I really thought to myself, okay, you're in your 60s now, girl. And it's time. It's yeah. time you figure out why you keep attracting all of this stuff. I love it in yeah. your 60s, just uncovering that. I, I honestly, I love that. It's, it's like I said, everybody learns on their own timeline. There's never a right time or uh, there's never a wrong time to do it. So. Well, exactly. I've always called myself a late bloomer anyway. So, <laughs> I, you know, so... And well, then, you're a fantastic thriver now, but sorry, tell us what happened. And so I guess just before, you know, while I was still in the relationship, I had, I've always wanted to do coach. Well, I've, I've coached in, in my, in, you know, in the job that I had as a human resources professional. So it's, it's, it's not that I wasn't new to coaching, but I really wanted to kind of just get really into it a little deeper. So I took a course at, um, I took some courses at the uh, University of Toronto. And, Amazing. And, and that was like, and, and that was really what I really liked as well. I discovered that I really liked learning. Hmm. And I didn't growing up because, you know, we weren't encouraged or, you know, my father had a, a different view of things. But what I, what I did learn when I went out on my own, I thought I need to really look at what this, what's happening here. Why am I still attracting these types of individuals? What's, what's my part in all of this? Mm. Because it takes two people, right? To be, to be in a relationship. You, you yes. don't, you can't, you, you, you can't clap with just one hand. Correct. So yeah. I recognized I had some responsibility in this. And so what was it? One of the things, first things I started to do was someone had said something to me when I shared, you know, um, a situation that the ex had said to me. And she said, oh, he's gaslighting you. And I said, what is that? I had no idea. But it's so, very hard to tell when you're in it, right? Like... 
Well, I'd never, I'd heard the term, but I don't know that I'd ever really knew what it was. So when she described that to you, did that click in your mind? That, okay. oh my gosh, I, that's I, Well, it was, well, it kind of went, yes, this kind of makes some sense, but I really need to do some work on this. So okay. I did, I started reading about it. Um, so what I recognized was that I was living with a narcissist. I had no idea. And then when I started to do the work and really, you know, I, I watched all kinds of YouTube videos. There's, there's a, a Dr. Romani who's really, um, you know, well-versed on this. Um, watched her. I watched all kinds of different videos. I, um, I started reading books uh, on the subject articles, uh, just, just trying to get as much information as I could about it. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, now I know why. My father is one. Very interesting. So I just, I just want to pause there to make sure all of our listeners are able to understand. So can you tell us a little bit about what gaslighting is and a little bit about what a narcissist is? Well, it's, um, so gaslighting is when you're um, you're being you're being um, they're playing games with your mind. The manipulation, so, right? Yes, it's manipulation. So you know you you may have a conversation and say, well, you know this happened. It's like, well, no, that didn't happen. You're imagining it. That never happened. I never said that. Denying you the reality, and then you start so, to question your own mind. Ex exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Or there would be things like um, he would do uh, uh, projection. So he would accuse me of things. That he was doing. That he was doing. Yeah. Or, or yeah. That, was, that was his personality. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, what's he talking about? Right. Because I didn't see because I didn't see that in him yet. Right. See? Because yeah. um, he, he, you know, when we first met, it was like he, he wanted, he, he loved my lifestyle. He did everything I did. He was, well, he no. was really keen on it. <laughs> no. and, I fell, and I fell for it all. And really, when it, you know, when, when it came down to it, he didn't like any of the things I liked. Right. He was just reeling you in at that point. Exactly. So he was, he, this was the love bombing stage. Mm. Okay. So it was, you know, I was so wonderful and I was, you know, I was like, I put, I'm on this pedestal and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to fall off of this one day. <laughs> I don't like being up on this thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, I did. Mm -hmm. I did fall off. Mm -hmm. um, and so narcissism is really a personality disorder yes so it's usually the result of a childhood trauma uh and um they've not learned how to nurture themselves they've not learned how to protect themselves and so they kind of end up living in their ego more than anything right um and um and when i and they're they're very, they're insecure, they're very frightened, they're very fearful. So um, it's all coming from a place of like defensiveness, but it just becomes about survival of themselves. Absolutely, 
Absolutely. And so for them to feel better about themselves, yeah. they tear somebody else down. Right. So that, yes. so that they can protect their better. position. Exactly. So they, because they present themselves in a certain way. Yes. So when I, so when I look back at my childhood, it was, mm -hmm. oh my God, this all makes so much sense now. Okay. You know, my father had, had, you know, um, a large family um, and, you know, went through really rough time himself. Mm -hmm. uh, and so for him, it was, you know, he, everything that he exhibited, it was, it's written in the textbooks for, for goodness sakes. Um, and it's, you know, there was, a, I held, a, you know, so some of the things that, you know, I've, in my journey of healing, I've had to forget. I've, I've had to look at all of that and I have to forgive him. I have to forgive myself. Yeah. I even, you know, I've forgiven everybody. I'm forgiving everybody as I go along, you know? Yes. And sometimes I have to go back and forgive again because <laughs> as you go through the journey, things come up that you've buried and then you have to go you have through to that revisit. and yeah. you have to revisit and you go through that again. So it's, I think, really important for everyone to understand that, that forgiveness is not about um, excusing or truly um, healing the other person. It's about healing yourself and releasing that for yourself so that you're free to move on. Exactly. Um, and I think it's Oprah who calls it um, forgiveness being uh, the point at which you stop wishing the past was any different. Yeah. And you can move forward from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You stop asking yourself, why me? Right. There's no need for that anymore. Um, you, um, you know, you start that journey of, um, and so then I, I actually then uh, got myself a coach at the time. Oh, so perfect. I thought, <laughs> okay. A coach and an education. I love all of these things. Absolutely. So it's like yeah. I'm hiring a coach. And I'd, um, I had been at um, a spiritual seminar and met, uh, and met a woman. And um, we connected and she wanted to, um, to, to work with me in, 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 in uh, you know, in speaking about, you know, narcissism and, and all of that to, to, to groups of women that she was getting together. And it was in one of those groups that she had, um, she had invited some women that, you know, one was a coach and they were, you know, doing different things. And she got up and she said a few things about what it was she was doing. And, and I thought, I like what she's saying to me. I, I can resonate with her. And so at one point I went up to her table and said, you know, um, asked her some more questions and I took her card and I said, I'm going to call you. Um, yeah. I'd like to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Um, and so I took her course and, um, you know, she coached me for, oh my goodness, six months or more. Okay. And it was probably the best investment I ever made in myself. That's amazing. Uh, and then from there, and I'd already taken on the coaching course myself to, to you know, uh, expand on my coaching capabilities. And I thought to myself, yes, I know now why I'm here. Because you, you get to a certain point in your life where you go, 
why am I here? Like, what's mm. my, what's, your what's, purpose? My, what's my purpose now, right? Yeah. My yeah. son is grown. He lives in another city. You know, I don't get to, I haven't seen him in a long time because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for this to be over. So oh, no kidding. <laughs> um, you know, and then I thought to myself, he's moved on. He's got a life and, you know, I'm still part of his life. I'm his mother, but, you know, I'm alone. I'm not in a relationship and I, I don't, and I don't want, I don't want to be defined by a relationship by a anymore. Yeah. I used to. But I think that's, I mean, we all, I think that's society, that's culture, that's, that is ingrained in us that, you know. Get married and have children. Oh, I remember my mother calling me (laughs) at 21 and saying to me, you know, your aunt, your auntie wants to know what's wrong with you. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, you're not married. 21. I'm 21, mom. So young. Oh, my God. Well, she had me at 19, so, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or 20, sorry. So it's, all, it's all your own context and your own reality, exactly. I suppose. So but, yeah. So, it was, so I think that's probably why I got married, was yeah. because it was all this pressure, you know? Yeah. I think it was 25 when I got married and had my son at 26. Was I ready? Right. No, no, absolutely not. That's okay. Right. Um, And so when I look at, you know, how I parented, um, you know, there's things I had to forgive myself for that too. You know, things I thought that I knew or I wouldn't do the same as my parents. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I did. Yeah. Um, You know, I wasn't, I wasn't emotionally available. And that took a long time to uncover. And I, I, I so appreciate that you forgave yourself for that because there's so much, and I'm not a parent yet, but so much parental guilt that is felt. But at, at the end of the day, I have to realize that parents are, are human beings and they're doing the best they can with what they have and what they know. And that's all you can ask of, of a human being, right? Absolutely. And we're always evolving and growing. And so to get to the point where you can forgive yourself for that, I think is is pretty profound in terms of your your journey. So congratulations for that. (laughs) You're welcome. If I I could ask, um, when you were becoming a life coach and taking these courses and not, I I don't mean to be rude in any way, but I mean to celebrate it. Like how old were you at that time? Um, I was 60. I think, see, that's so amazing. I love that you're a woman in her 60s and we didn't just take a moment to celebrate that you started an entirely new career. So this, you know, this whole conversation about the, the trajectory and you mentioned it, the way culture expects you to live. And, you know, um, I've experienced it conversations even in, um, you know, in a corporate career. Um, I did my executive MBA and I had a, a, a a member of the administration of one of the schools tell me, and this is just her sharing a reality. She's like, once you're 50, game over. Nobody thinks you can do anything. And that's a very, it's almost like a second glass ceiling that women have to break through. So I absolutely love and appreciate uh, that you start an entirely new career. And she's totally correct. She's a hundred percent correct. It is. So I can remember, you know, um, looking for new roles, um, 
in my fifties and yeah. uh, it, it took a, you know, it was harder. It, 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 you know, when they say it's easier to find a job when you have a job. Yes. <laughs> yes. True. Yeah. Uh, as a woman in your fifties, um, I can remember being in, in organizations and I'm, you know, um, I'm an HR IT recruiter. I'm very good at what I do. I've been doing mm-hmm. it a long time. Yeah. And, um, um, I can remember, you know, uh, applying for positions, you know, um, within an organization that were permanent and I wanted to, you know, put down some roots and stay for a long time. Uh, and I was overlooked and, and it was blatant, you know, in the human resources department I'm working in blatant ageism. Yeah. And, uh, and the roles I was applying for were being given to, you know, younger women in their 20s, early 30s. Yes. I can remember applying for a supervisor role. And um, I didn't, I wasn't allowed, I was denied an interview because I apparently wasn't qualified. Yet they hired someone in the role that was much younger. Not that her age had anything to do with it, but she didn't have any IT experience. Had oh. never had never interviewed anyone in her life. Um, uh, it, it was wow. yeah. and, 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 and I was and I was kind of told or or informed through the grapevine that I was going to be training her. Oh God. So I made my decision then, it was time to go. Yeah, good for you. Good for you, congratulations. Thank you. And, and it, got, it all led you to where you are today, right? <laughs> well, exactly. And so the people I wanna work with at this point in my life yeah. are, are the, you know, the men and women that are in their 40, late 40s and 50s that are you know, looking to make are not sure if they want to make a life change. Yeah. Um, you know, these are, you know, so they may be wanting to have a new career, doing something that they enjoy. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, you know, going in and doing a job that just pays the bills and that's it, that's all you get from it. Right. Um, you know, I want to work with people that, you know, are looking at their relationships. Mm. Is this is, you know, do I want something different from it? Um, you know, people that are, you know, starting to get date again, yeah. um, you know, um, I just did a, I just did a, uh, uh, a video live, uh, video last night, uh, with regard to, uh, you know, uh, oh, I'm old, you know, as the, that's the excuse we make for not venturing in and taking a risk and doing something new right yeah um and you know there's other things too you know like menopause with women you know we've been told or led to believe that once you start menopause your sex life is done right game oh, over you're no. now hell no it's not <laughs> i love it <laughs> It's, not, it's only just beginning. Oh, that's amazing. You know, it's like, yes. it's, it's, there's, there's just so much that 
I think what's happened for me is that I've discovered freedom. I've discovered Ooh, that's that. That's a big one. It, I have discovered my freedom. I can remember, mm. you know, as a child, I was always curious and I'm still curious. Yes. I was always adventurous and I still am. I always wanted to know what was going on on the other side of that fence. Yes. You, know, you know, I wanted to be on the other side of the fence because there was more going on over there that was of interest to me than what was going on in my house, right? Yes, yes. Um, yes. And I'm still like that. And That's beautiful, though, to follow your curiosity throughout your entire life. It's amazing. Yes, yes. So I'm, you know, there's, I'm a bit of a rebel, a bit of a wild child. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. It makes me actually, I've seen a couple of things out in the news lately that made me sort of smile and like I follow Jane Fonda I think she's amazing in her 80s doing her thing protesting doing podcasts all of all of the amazing things and then um I think Forbes just introduced it Kamala Harris is like the first woman on there but it's the top 50 over 50 top women top women and it's 50 over 50 and I was like I love it finally because it's always you know top 20 under 20, top 30 under 30, and then they stop. They're like, nothing impressive about your 40s, nothing impressive about your 50s. <laughs> so I actually love that we're now starting to celebrate people who accomplish things at all ages and, and throughout your entire life journey. There's not a, an age that needs to define how great your accomplishment is or, or the things that you do, so. Well, absolutely, and, and you know, by the time you get to my age, yeah. You really don't care what people think of you. <laughs> I love it. I don't. That's one of the best things. Right? As long as I care about who I am yeah. and I love this person here, yeah. I, don't really, I don't care. I'm not living my life for that individual. That's amazing. And I'm I think living, that like. I'm living my life for me. That's, that's the real pattern that developed, I think, over your life. She's like, so many things, like you said, have, have happened in your life. But you were able to get through that through like self-nurturing and self-care, like going into therapy, um, fighting through cancer, educating yourself, starting a new career. These are all things to nourish your own soul. And that's, that's the thriving that's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. I've discovered my joy. Yes. I'm happy. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, I may live alone, but I'm not lonely. Oh. And, um, and that's, I mean, when you get to that space, you get to that place in your life. Yeah. Wow. That, that, says, a lot. that says a lot. It does. Yeah. It's, it's, I wouldn't trade what I have right now for anything. Um, and you know what? I'm still, I'm still being open. You know, I'm yeah. still being open. You're still curious. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I'm, still being, I'm still open that, you know, there might be someone out there that might want to, you know, join me in my journey mm. of adventure. Mm -hmm. Join you on your journey. That's you, you fully know your value and you fully embrace it. And that it just emanates from everything you say and how you are. Even though we're on video, I can tell. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's been, uh, it's been quite the journey and it's not done yet. No, 
No. And that made me think actually of uh, the title of Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Becoming. And I was like, oh, it's amazing. And I was like, even that title is brilliant because every day of your life, no matter what, you're be- you're still becoming who you were meant to be. Yeah. Every single day. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I love it. Um, this has been an amazing conversation and I, uh, you know, really appreciate your time. So is there, are there any other, you've taught us so much, are there any other sort of words of wisdom that you would want to share with our listeners? Um, a wise coach once said to me, mm-hmm. um, it's none of my business what other people think of me. Love it. And uh, I steal it from him all the time. <laughs> I have heard that one before and it makes me smile every time uh, I hear it. Mm-hmm. We all live in our own, our own version of reality. So it truly is none of your business. Yeah, what exactly. anyone else thinks of you. Yeah, we're unique. Um, yes. I think we all need to explore that, uh, embrace that. Yes. Um, and be open and adventurous. Mm. Um, and, you know, just stay curious. Stay curious. I love it. I love it. It's your own journey. Stay curious and it'll take you where you're supposed to go. That's right. On the timeline, you're supposed to get there. <laughs> Well, this has been, like I said, an amazing conversation. Thank you so much uh, for Thank taking you. the time. Thank you, Niluka. Um, it's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much. Have a good night.